In this week's episode, eBay makes some big changes internationally, Poshmark trials some new features, and PayPal changes some fees. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CDs, Rocks, and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. If you're new to the channel, my name is Ryan, and I am a full-time reseller part-time YouTuber and podcaster, among other things that we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, And this show is all about the flip life. We are going to cover some reselling news today. We'll also go over my top 10 sales from last week and have a weekly business recap. But let's kick it off. News updates. Let's get straight into the news. Uh, You have to dig... A little bit for this one. I've stumbled on this over on e-commerce bytes. As always, I will link to all of these in the show notes in the description below. They had an article that says PayPal raises rates and offers chargeback protection for a fee. Normally, PayPal is pretty good about sending out an email when they're going to have a fee change or posting it fairly conspicuously on their site. In this particular case, You really got to dig a little bit uh, to find this announcement over on PayPal. I will link to the change grid, if you will, on PayPal because I was finally able to dig it out. But uh, not promoting this, as as you can imagine why, (laughs) Uh, with a lot of fervor. But essentially, they are making a bunch of changes in their fee structure. Most are going up. Some are, in fact, coming down. Now, this is not going to affect, obviously, very many eBay sellers at all because eBay has transitioned everyone over to manage payments. Now, I don't know how it will affect eBay. I don't know what their... I know eBay obviously still takes PayPal as a payment method, so I don't know if it will impact eBay at all, and then ultimately that will get passed on to us or not. If you are selling on other sites, for instance, such as Bonanza, uh, that basically rely on PayPal as their payment service, uh, you are going to see a fairly significant bump in the fees. Um, Man, depending on how, obviously, the smaller your transaction, the bigger the increase is. Uh, But the fees currently over on PayPal are 2.9% plus $0.30 per transaction. They did announce on Friday that beginning in August, that's going to go to 3.49% and 49 cents per transaction. So that's a big jump. Um, on a $25 item, it's going to go from, as an example, $1.03 in fees for PayPal to $1.36. Um, so this is, a, again, like we talked about, was it last week or two weeks ago, the increase in the media mail rates over at USPS that are coming also in August. Another kind of nickel dimer, this is 20 odd percent increase in your fees that it's very difficult to recoup by just changing your price because it changes the competitive landscape. It is something, of course, that everyone is going to have to deal with equally, but it's another hit to your margin. It will be interesting to see if other payment processors subsequently go through the same process and adjust their fees as well. Hopefully that is not the case. Uh, Mercari, not that long ago, just introduced a payment processing fee. So it would really be a kick in the head if they increased their fee to match this. But we're going to have to watch and see 
what this thing looks like. Um, as I said, some things are actually decreasing. One of the ones that's going down is if you directly send money for a goods or services, not through a PayPal checkout, not through a PayPal invoice, just enter somebody's email and pay for goods or services. That is actually going down to 2.89%. The fee will still be 40, whatever it was, 49 cents. Uh, the other one that's going down, and I use this actually in it's in the show notes in the description below, the PayPal donation link that is also decreasing. So if you give a donation through a donation link, that is also going down, I believe to 2.89% plus again, the 49 cents. So there are a few here and there that are going down, but by and large, everything's going up. Almost all of the commercial international fee transactions over on PayPal are increasing as well. So just be aware of that. Again, if you're primarily an eBay seller, this probably doesn't affect you anymore. But if you are selling anywhere else where PayPal is still the preferred method of processing payments, your fees are going up. Speaking of eBay, they are making some international changes uh, this first one, they are reportedly ceasing operations in Spain, effective July 1st. Now, they say that they are not going to leave the market. So you'll still be able to use eBay in Spain. It sounds like what they're doing is consolidating an office that they have in Spain. It sounds like there's only 19 employees for eBay Spain. Those folks are going to not lose their jobs. They're going to find something else for them to do. But it sounds like eBay is closing their office over in Spain in what can only be described, I guess, as a cost-cutting measure. They also announced that they will be selling 80% of their South Korean unit to um, a company called eMart. It is a South Korean, I guess, group of investors. Uh, the price of the transaction is $3.1 billion. So eBay is going to get a ton of cash. Apparently, they have not had great success in South Korea. There is another player, a, a homegrown auction site in Korea that does very, very well. And eBay has never been able to really get as much traction as they would like over there. That being said, the Korean market was 13% of eBay's business. So it was a fairly significant chunk. So this is kind of on the face of it, surprising. Again, I can only assume this is to raise some cash and to offload some ongoing expenses for a division that they just don't feel is bringing in enough profit. Most of these decisions are made based on the stock price. So I assume this is more of the same. This again, has to go through South Korean regulatory process, but I would expect that this will probably go through and eBay, as I said, will maintain a 20% ownership stake. I don't know what sort of control that will give them. I assume it will just give them some residual income. Over on Poshmark, they have announced fairly quietly that they are going to experiment. Right now, it's by invitation only. It's a beta, but they are going to be adding bulk sharing, which is a feature that I think a lot of Poshmark sellers have asked for the process of sharing your closet with other poshers is a very time-consuming process, and the ability to share it in bulk would be highly sought after, I would imagine, by people who sell over on Poshmark. So this is rolling out in a limited fashion in a beta. They're going to test it, hopefully 
to announce a full rollout. Ideally, that would be something that you'd have wrapped up in time for fourth quarter. So if you're a posher, uh, be aware of that. Be on the lookout for any news that you might see on that and when that thing might go live. The last little bit of news for this week. Um, in the world of sneaker resale, uh, this took place over in Europe. It's on a, on a website called Complex. A uh, sneaker store apologizes for crushing boxes <laughs> uh, to stop reselling. Whether it's an attempt to stop bots during an online drop or making customers wear shoes out of the store, sneaker stores have employed all kinds of tactics to try to ward off resellers. One London retailer took it to the extreme last week, and now the shop says its actions were wrong. On Friday, footage circulated of a scene inside London's Offspring, which was selling unclaimed pairs from previous raffles. In the clip, an employee can be seen jumping on several boxes, including the packaging for the Ambush X Nike Dunk and other unspecified Nike shoes. The controversial policy was apparently made known to shoppers beforehand and was one that Offspring initially doubled down on, posting an image of smashed boxes on its own Instagram story with the caption, We don't wear boxes. Um, That seems like a very extreme way to try to dissuade resellers and obviously can have a big impact on your own business. I don't know about you, but when I, when I buy a pair of shoes, I like to have the box, especially if it's a collectible pair of shoes. So reseller or not, uh, this was a huge, huge mistake by this company. Uh, they have since apologized. This is something that they won't be doing in the future, but it just goes to show you kind of the lengths that some of these companies, some of these stores are going through to try to protect their piece of the market and to some extent to protect their customers and give them an opportunity to at least buy these shoes uh, without having to worry about a sneaker reseller sneaking in there, no pun intended, uh, and taking the shoes out from under them. So there'll be a link to that if you'd like to read a little more about that, but uh, interesting days (laughs) in the sneaker game. That's that's about it for the news. It was a fairly slow news week last week, so we're going to take a quick break for a sponsor note over on the podcast, and we'll be right back with my top 10 sales in a weekly business recap. Stay tuned. We all know that one of the quickest ways to increase sales is to get your items seen on more platforms. But if you're like me and you have hundreds or even thousands of existing listings, the thought of transferring all of that information manually is pretty overwhelming. That's where a program like List Perfectly can come in really, really handy. I've been using it to transfer literally hundreds of items a day from my eBay listings over to Mercari, and it has been fantastic. I've seen an increase in sales, and I couldn't have done it without them. In fact, I'm so happy with how the program is working for me that I've become an affiliate for them. If you'd like to check out what it's all about, there's an affiliate link in the show notes and the description below. Be sure to click on it. And if you decide to sign up, enter promo code 634 to save 30% off your first month. I can't recommend it highly enough. That's list perfectly. All right, before we jump into this top 10, I did want to point out if you are following me over on Instagram, at Galaxy CDs Rocks. You've probably seen me post a few times about this, but I have started selling through an Amazon store, if you will, uh, a line of reselling planners, logbooks, trackers, that sort of thing. I've got a handful of them up. 
There is a link down below in the show notes directly to my quote unquote Amazon author page where you can see everything that I'm offering. If you have a special request for a particular type of cover you might like to see, feel free to shoot it over to me. You can leave it in the comments or email me at galaxycds at gmail.com and I'll see what I can cook up for you. But I use something, I've used something similar to this for a long, long time. I found a format that I really liked that has been helpful for me and I decided to go ahead and make some of these and make them available to other resellers. They are a whopping $7.99. So if you're interested in picking one of those up, you can visit my author page over on Amazon. There is a link again in the show notes and the video description below. Thanks for letting me get that little sponsor <laughs> thing out of the way. Let's get into this top 10. Uh, first item of this week is a DVD, new and sealed from the uh, Disney Movie Club. Uh, I think Steve Resale Dojo has talked about these Disney um, Movie Club videos in the past. This was Home Alone 1 and 2 uh, Blu-ray DVD combo. I picked this up at a garage sale a couple of weeks ago for 75 cents. It sold for $19.99 with free shipping. If you were following me over on Instagram and or you watched the video that I will link to up above, I bought a huge lot of bicycling magazines at an estate sale. Ended up being, I won't, I won't spoil it. Go watch the video. <laughs> uh, go see the other video. But here's one of the ones that sold. I think there's a couple more coming up in a minute. Uh, from 1992, the Schwinn Paramount, which was kind of a high-end bike for Schwinn. This was a technical guide and frame guide. Again, I own these things for about 10.2 cents a piece. This went for $23.99 with free shipping. You may recall, if you've been following along for a while, I, I bought a big lot of bound Reader's Digest magazines from the 1930s through the 1950s. They continue to sell. Here's another one from 1943, World War II era. Those seem to be the ones that are selling the quickest. I have a feeling the pre-World War II and post-World War II ones, I'm probably going to have to discount to get rid of. But anything in that, say, 1938 through 1945 era seemed to be doing reasonably well. $24.99 with free shipping. I think I own these for about $0.75 cents per volume. So pretty pleased with how those are going. Here's an interesting item, another DVD. I picked this up at a bag sale at a church rummage sale. So I own this thing for, I don't know, I don't even remember how much stuff was in the bag. I probably got a quarter in this. Uh, Walt Disney Treasures, Davy Crockett. It was a two DVD set with some booklets in a nice steel tin case. The case had a little bit of wear on it, uh, but there were not that many of these out there. The DVDs were in really good shape. So I listed this thing for $24.99 with free shipping and sold it within a couple of days. You may recall, again, if you've been following along, a couple of weeks ago, I sold a vinyl LP record from the Salon Orchestra. I had two different titles. The second one sold this week. Uh, this was La Belle Epoque from Mercury Records, again, from 1986. This got one bid at $29.99 with free shipping. I own it for, I think this is one I picked up at an estate sale for $0.10. Cents. <laughs> Uh, here's another of the Schwinn bicycle catalogs. This one from 1961. This went for $34 with free shipping. 
This was an interesting, I thought these might actually bring a little bit more money because some of them were in the, again, the World War II era, which typically does really well for me. I had a lot of seven NCR, National Cash Register, Factory News magazines. I actually, this was two separate lots. The World War II lot I had at auction, and then I had another lot from the 50s and 60s. I had one person that reached out that was interested in both. The auction actually closed with no bidders, so I combined the two into one and sold these for $35 with free shipping. So seven magazines for essentially $5 each. I own these for a quarter apiece. This is a set of books. I have got these things coming out of my ears. I did a estate, essentially book clean out. She said, if I could come haul this stuff away, I could have everything that was left. I ended up with maybe 20 years worth of the surgical clinics of North America. They are six volume sets from different years going back into the late 60s and through, gosh, I don't know, sometime well into the 80s or early 90s. I don't, I don't have any money tied up in them. So I lotted these things up a year at a time and it's been crickets. I haven't. I've had them forever, and I finally sold one. So this essentially is paid for the gas <laughs> uh, for that trip to go get all of them. Uh, there was a bunch of other stuff in there that I've already sold, so that I'm really just joking about the, the gas money. But these went for $35.99 with free shipping on a cost of goods sold of $0. So that's kind of a uh, Katie Reed special, the free 99. Uh, I love those when my, my friendly estate sellers call at the end of a sale and say, just come get all this stuff (laughs) Uh, and you can have it. Here's another set. Uh, These I did actually pay for at a garage sale, but this 12 volume master plots set I got for $3. I listed them all together because I had the complete set. They weren't super valuable, but with a cost of goods sold of three bucks, it's hard to go wrong. I listed them for $54.99 with free media mail shipping. They sold within a matter of days. It did cost me just short of $18 media mail to ship, but all said and done, this was still a net profit out the door of a little over $25, and it took virtually no effort to get them listed. So that's a fairly nice flip. And now your flip of the week. It's more of those bicycle catalogs. I had one buyer that bought four different catalogs at $23.99 a piece. So call it $24 a piece, $96 essentially, and with free shipping for four of these catalogs that I own for, again, $0.10.2. So this is $0.41 worth of stuff that brought in a gross sale amount of $96. All told, with these bicycle magazines, I still don't have them all listed. I've probably got a third of the box still sitting down here on the floor at my feet. I've already done gross sales over $350 on an initial investment of 10 bucks. So that's a win. If I, again, like I talked about in that video uh, that I showed you earlier, if I could point to a box that I, I told you I could get three, even $350 out of a $10 investment, we'd all buy that box. So this has been a really, really good find. I'm really pleased with how this is going pretty much as fast as I can list some of these. They are selling. I sold a couple of more today that you may see in this space next week. (laughs) Uh, So they have been really, really good. Again, it's one of those items that you may not necessarily 
be apt to find, but if you're on the lookout for unusual things like this, there is some money to be made. So with all that good stuff out of the way, what did that add up to for the week? Uh, It was actually a fairly reasonable week, all things considered. The antique booth that I had been told would be closed off for maybe as much as two weeks is now at two weeks and a day, and it is still not open again. So I had no sales over there. I pitched a shutout on Bonanza. So it was essentially eBay and Mercari last week. So that was a little bit disappointing. Uh, Listings first, I did 120 listings last week. So part of that obviously is these bicycle catalogs, which are There's a little bit of research because I'm trying to find the ones that there may be some existing ones out there, but there's not a lot of them. And they're fairly easy to list once once you've figured out what you're going to price them at. So I've been able to go through quite a few of those. I had another big lot of magazines that I bought for 50 cents a piece uh, from the Ohio Historical Society called Timeline. Those have been fairly easy to list because... Again, virtually nobody has them. So once I picked my price, it was a sell similar, sell similar, sell similar. They have been selling consistently for $12.99 with free shipping. And I own them for 50 cents a piece. So they have been fairly good. Not good enough to rank in the top 10, but they're nice steady sellers. And I had 68 of them. So that was a pretty pretty big chunk of this 120. Uh, That took me to 6,600. And 53 listings over on eBay, which was a net gain of 35. I did sell 85 listings last week. So that was really good, kind of back on pace with the number of uh, transactions. Over on Mercari, 116 new listings. I had four auction listings that I put up on eBay that, of course, do not go to Mercari. That left me with 2,869 listings on Mercari, which was a net gain of 64. Sales for the week totaled 1,283 and eight cents. Mercari, pretty mediocre week over there, $23.75. I did have one item, which oddly, despite the fact that I had spoken with the customer and have a USPS search request out on, Mercari canceled the sale in transit. It only been on the road 10 days uh, and they just arbitrarily canceled it. So I'm not real thrilled (laughs) Uh, with Mercari at the moment, I'm hoping that the item ultimately gets delivered. I changed my missing package request to have the item returned to me rather than to the customer, but I'm, I'm not hopeful this scenario is going to end well. Let me know down in the comments below. Have you had that experience with Mercari previously where they just arbitrarily canceled something in transit without asking you if you'd made any effort to try to find the package? Uh, they also have some other kind of glitch going on where... Uh, Every day I'm getting reminders to ship items in some cases that have already been delivered. So I don't know quite what's going on over at Mercari, but they're having having some technical issues in addition to just some policy things that I'm not sure I (laughs) totally agree with. But anyway, pretty mediocre week over there. So eBay was almost all of the business, $12.59.33. So pretty solid. Cost of goods sold last week was very good, um, primarily because I was selling a lot of those bicycle things that were only $0.10 a piece. Cost of goods sold $37.46, which left me with a gross profit margin of 
0.08% or $1,245.62. Operating expenses for the week totaled $592.83. I did have a couple of software subscriptions that I used that came due. I think I've got another one probably coming due in the next six or seven weeks. So a few little extraordinary expenses made that a little bit higher than I would normally like. Most of it was, again, shipping and eBay fees. So the total was five ninety two eighty three, which left me with a net profit of fifty point eight eight percent, right right on the line of where I like to be at fifty percent. A little bit short on the dollars six fifty two and seventy nine cents, but all in all, not a terrible week. Um, I don't know what to expect. For this week, as I record this, we are in the midst of the first day of Amazon Prime Day. So I think uh, that's going to suck up a lot of the oxygen for probably today and tomorrow and may also draw a little bit of the cash out of the market. So this week, I'm not really expecting fantastic things. I need to go back and look at what last year's Amazon Prime week looked like for me. I got to figure out what the dates because I know it was really late. It was like in the fall uh, just to kind of see what what that impact was. But it, today has not been super busy. I think I've got four sales so far today that I need to pull once I finish this. So not great. Let me know. Are you shopping over on Amazon Prime? Was there anything that you wanted to get? A knockoff Rolo printer for dirt cheap or anything like that? Uh, do you participate in Amazon Prime, if you are a seller, how is your Amazon Prime sales going? With that, we're going to call it a week. This week, I hope you are all doing well. If you enjoyed this episode and you're watching over on YouTube, please do me a favor and smack that thumbs up button. Let the algorithm over on YouTube know that this is a video that didn't stink. <laughs> uh, and now, I still got more of these bicycle magazines to get listed. So, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys.